the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. It's been a rough start to the new year for President Trump in terms of his political agenda. Yesterday, he got the first override by Congress of one of his presidential vetoes. The first time that has happened uh, since he took over in the White House concerning the NDAA, the big defense spending bill. The president will hold an election eve rally in Dalton, Georgia, on behalf of the two incumbent GOP senators involved in a crucial Senate runoff there. Speaking with the Salem Radio Network, Senator David Perdue said that voters in his state are now more aware of the radical agenda proposed by his Democratic opponent. People have awakened to how dramatically uh, outrageous this uh, agenda is the Democrats are trying to perpetrate. It's dangerous. It's totally out of line with most uh, people in Georgia. Republicans need one victory in those two races to maintain their Senate majority. This is SRN News. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody. Who's in? This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call questions and comments. This is a live broadcast today. Happy New Year to you. It is the day after New Year's. There is a beautiful um, 
combination of frost on the trees across the river or the fog coming up uh, the Mississippi here, uh, my my office on the west side of the river, the park on the east side of the river. Uh, uh, they're actually gardens over there. Not much to see in the wintertime, unfortunately, but uh, during the summer, just a, just a beautiful, uh, there is a, I will tell you, I, there is a, I bring my gym bag here from time to time, not because I use the gym here on campus, uh, but that uh, I can change into my running shoes and put on the shorts and uh, take a run. There's a run that we, we refer to here as uh, Bridge to Bridge. Um, and it's just the, uh, it's there's three bridges that cross the uh, Mississippi River here in St. Cloud. They're all within a mile and a quarter of each other. Um, and so you can get about a... Th- 30 minute run by by going uh, over the bridge and running through that garden and then back on the other side and it's just it's just absolutely fabulous. I highly I highly recommend if you're in town and you need a short run you have to be staying maybe at one of our downtown hotels or you're staying near campus um just look on your just look on your uh, phone for the uh, two bridges and map out how you're going to Going across the Mississippi there and back. It's it's a terrific run. Um, 651-289-4477. So K-shaped recovery, which will probably which will probably be our 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 one title, the K-shaped re- recession of 2020, because it has been. It's been quite different for people, uh, and and it has a it has a very uh, interesting uh, uh, look, and that's in fact what. Uh, what uh, Barry Ritholtz was talking about. And so in some sense, I think this is the explanation why, why we ended 2020 with this significant debate about whether or not we needed an additional stimulus bill. Um, and I haven't said whether or not, I, you know, I thought a stimulus bill should be passed. I did not think... I did not think checks to everybody should be in the bill as a matter of policy. Although I get as a matter of politics that maybe you needed to do that in order to encourage enough people to vote for the bill so that they could have something to brag to their constituents about later on. I get that. It's bad policy. But frequently, bad policy and good policy get mixed together in order to make the politics necessary to get the good policy to happen. You some, you sometimes have to pay that that freight in order to get, for example, the extension of unemployment insurance, particularly to people in the gig sector of the economy, since the gig sector frequently includes a lot of person-to-person contact. That's a lot of how the gig the gig works. You are using the internet to to bypass larger corporations and allow an individual producer and an individual consumer, both of whom might be really, really small, to interact with each other. I went on I needed a I finally and and side to Don, I probably didn't do the thing you wanted me to do, but uh, side note to Don, but uh, we finally bought the exercise bike over the internet. We looked, we tried to find one here in town, couldn't find anyone that was selling selling something that we wanted. So we went on the internet. We knew what we wanted. Uh, I'll I'll send you a note off air to tell you what I bought. But when I found it, I found it through the Amazon Marketplace, and it was interesting because I could go to the Amazon Marketplace, look for this look for this particular product, and there are eight different. There are eight different eight different uh, people willing to sell me that particular product. Um, my you know, my decision making was based on not just price, but sort of how are you going to ship it to me? Where will it be dropped off? Who's handling the shipment? Uh, I sent notes to individual sellers so I could find the right person. Uh, to give it me to deliver it to me the way I wanted it delivered because this particular product um, is kind of sensitive in shipping that you could screw up the the exercise bike if it's mishandled in the shipping process. So I wanted to be sure that I had that all worked out for myself before before it came. 
Um, if you're in that particular sector, I think um, I think this is going to happen. So I've heard that on the stimulus bill, some people are going to get checks who probably don't really need them. Now, I'm going to play both something that I agree with and something that I don't necessarily agree with. Let me play for you, first of all, this is the second clip, uh, Wyatt, of John Taylor. John Taylor is one of my favorite economists to read. Um, he's actually been here at our Winter Institute uh, way back 20-some years ago. But John Taylor was here, spoke here at the at Winter Institute. Uh, he is a um, professor at Stanford. He works at the Hoover Institution. Um, I think he uh, did a very, very nice job. He was on uh, Bloomberg uh, on, the, on the television on Tuesday of this week talking about the stimulus bill just as it had been passed, and he said this. So play, this is the second cut, Wyatt, of uh, John Taylor. I think the main thing is to show how we're getting back on track eventually. Right now, the uh, there's a, the 900 uh, billion, of course, is passed and, and ready to go. There's a question of adding more to that. What I would like to see, whether or not that goes, and the evidence says that's probably not the most important use of the money, and we're probably going to get more, is to have a way to undo it, to to go back to normal. And that's also true of monetary policy. Monetary policy actions in in earlier in the year, in March and April, were, were needed and they're appropriate. But now even monetary policy needs to think about a return to normal. And, you know, we have the vaccines coming on board. That's a promising thing. And so economic policy needs to be aware of these changes, both monetary and fiscal. So what John is, what uh, Professor Taylor, whose blog is called Economics One, and, and by the way, if you have not bookmarked that to read from time to time, uh, economics one spelled out O N E one. Um, that's a tremendous, tremendous blog. His course, which uh, you can take, uh, I think there's a Coursera or Udacity or edX version of his class. Highly recommend it. Um, it's a, uh, it's a great way to do a principles of economics course from your home. Um, it's one of the better ones I've seen. I've watched probably a half dozen such courses as I think about, you know, how would we build one here at, at St. Cloud State? I'm looking to see who are my best models. John Taylor's a model. You, you, should, you should look at him. Um, I think he's right about this because I think I agree. This debate about going from $600 to $2,000 on, on the checks is utter nonsense unless you can target it. Unless you can target it. Look, I, I've repeat, I've said this before. One feature of the 2020 economy is there is a huge savings rate. People are it, people on the upward slope of the K are not being discouraged from producing. They're being discouraged from consuming. We made it a point on New Year's Eve to go help a local pizza place that we love. Okay, I'm going to even name them. I'm going to give them a little free advertising. House of Pizza here in St. Cloud is like an institution. It's been here since the 60s. Uh, it is um, a friend of mine in the state legislature who went to St. Cloud State. Uh, Dean Erdahl says it was where he took his wife on dates when they were both students at SCSU. It's right down Fifth Avenue for me here in, in at the university right now. We went out to one on, on New Year's Eve. We had to eat outside. I'll be honest with you. We ate one slice of pizza, and we looked at each other like, let's take the rest of it home. We paid for the pizza, and we left. But I did enjoy a, I did enjoy a little adult beverage beforehand. Uh, my wife had a cup of green tea that was already cold by the time the pizza came. Uh, it was, you know, it's kind of frozen out there. But we're being discouraged from consuming. When this economy does open up, when those vaccines come online, those savings are, are not going to stay where they are. I think there's going to be a whole lot of people taking, taking long vacations to make up for last year. I've got two or three in my head kind of stored up, ready to go. I, I don't think, I mean, I obviously can't take the one I normally take in January. I don't think I'm going to take one in March or April. But I kind of think I'm going to get a vacation sometime this year. I kind of think I'm going to get to go watch. I don't think I'm going to get to watch any basketball in person. And I, 
I'm interested in watching the Wolves play. I'd like to go watch a Wolves game live. I don't think that's going to happen. But the Twins this summer? I think I'm going to get to go see the Twins in person. Sometime. Won't be April. But maybe July? Maybe August? And there's a lot of people out there who I believe are sitting on a bunch of money. And I don't understand why we would send an extra $1,400 to them. When it's sitting in a, it's sloshing around in bank accounts right now. I don't get it. Okay, and I think that's that's part of the issue. Now, I don't think the following is true. Let me go ahead and play this particular clip for you. Uh, at, uh, play this particular clip for you. Uh, this is uh, Steve Moore, Stephen Moore, on uh, who was also on uh, uh, was on Fox Business. Excuse me. Uh, this would have been, I believe, on uh, Wednesday of last week. Um, this would have been Steve Moore. Just, in, just let's play this quick thirty-second clip before we go to the break. Yeah, the number, magic number is zero. We shouldn't be uh, spending all of this money. You know, the, we estimate, by the way, Casey Mulligan, the University of Chicago, and I have recently done an analysis. We estimate that this so-called stimulus bill will end up over the next six months costing the U.S. economy about four million jobs because we're providing money pe- for people who are not working. And, and you know, the increase food stamps benefits, the increased unemployment benefits, the, these uh, these uh, payments, the mana from heaven from Washington, those will have a negative effect on the economy, not a positive effect. Now, I'm not positive that is true. That's from a, uh, that's from a Wall Street Journal column that uh, they had. I've not seen the background research on this. All I've seen is a, all I've seen is this piece that was in the Wall Street Journal um, it was it. It's from a piece that they wrote in the Wall Street Journal back in July, I I think. Uh, I think that's the piece that they're talking about. Um, I, I keep looking around for for what it is they wrote that uh, that I could use to to quantify that. I have yet to find the exact paper that uh, that that there's that they're citing. Nevertheless. I think six hundred dollars is probably the way in which they could get enough votes to pass it, but to get PPP and to get the extension, to get the unemployment insurance extension, if we had to spend an extra few hundred billion dollars to get those other pieces in place, that's politics. That's kind of how this thing works. I don't like it. I wish they didn't have to do it. I think it's bad policy, and and that's why I agree with Taylor that any work like this that we do, we hope we can go backwards on, right? But we've done this. We've expanded the balance sheet of the Fed by $3 trillion. We've spent about the same amount of money uh, in stimulus bills now in 2020, uh, or relief bills. I don't want to call them stimulus. Okay, call them whatever you want. We engage in an extra $3 trillion of deficit spending. We've added it to the debt, and the debt's going to get a lot, lot larger as a result. Uh, uh, the debt-to-GDP ratio is going to continue to rise, I think, throughout the 2020s. I need to take a break here when we come back more of this retrospective on 2020 here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I got you. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. Are the golden years still golden, or have they become another pleasant memory of times past? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing why it's so much more difficult to achieve the retirements of our parents and grandparents. Knowing the key differences will help you overcome today's retirement challenges and hopefully put a little more luster on your golden years. So make sure you tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. 
I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last! See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Salem for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code Salem. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems a boot, Arby's Computer Service. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back. Happy New Year. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Our little retrospective of 2020. I just tweeted out to you at Pound KBRS if you're a new listener. First of all, thank you for being with us. I always want to be sure I say thank you. Uh, you got lots of things to do on this New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend, and or New Year's weekend. Should we call it New Year's weekend or New Year's Day weekend? Um, not sure. The first weekend of the new year, you're with us. We thank you for that. We hope uh, we earn your return next week for Job Saturday. But a point that I've been trying to make to people for some time got made uh, since the last time we were on air by uh, Jason Furman, who was the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors for uh, President Obama. And he pointed out, and I think this is important to this conversation, in October, compensation wages were at $977 billion. The trend pre-pandemic was at a, was at $1,008 billion, or a little over $1 trillion a month, right? So the shortfall is $31 billion. We're going to spend $900 billion, he observes, on a, on a stimulus bill, pretty much all of the money of which is going to be exhausted by the end of March. Now, I believe that uh, the House... The House leadership, meaning uh, Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats, wanted that money to be shotgunned out in the first 90 days because they still have another bill they want to pass. My experience from politics is if you can pass a short-term bill that gets you some wins and gives you a chance to pass a second bill later to get you some more wins, you almost always prefer that to passing one bill that deals with a longer-term deals with the longer-term problem. Because politics drives that decision, not policy. Real disposable income, Furman adds, real disposable disposable personal income in 2020 will rise at its fastest rate in decades. It will now be well above that trend in 2021 first quarter as well. Pent-up savings totals $1.6 trillion and rising. Again, I read you that list of companies that thrived in 2020, and one of my listeners observed that one of those stocks that has gone up dramatically is something that he is uh, shorting, betting against. I don't think that's a bad idea, although I do I I think honestly, 
we're going to all be using Zoom for a long time to come. I think my students will be taking more classes online. We've accelerated a lot of trends in 2020 that will continue to 2021. I'm still trying to think about how that works. But part of my build out for the 21 forecast is thinking about the fact I'm going to end I'm going to end 2020 with 1.6 trillion dollars in savings that was created in the last 12 months. Where a normal a normal year would have that number be approximately half that number. You know, with uh, listener Brent, uh, it, I think last summer, and I remember saying I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that point. Because I think a lot of people believe that the money that got built up was built up as a precaution. They're nervous about where the economy's going, and so they were building cash buffers at the household level and particularly at the business level. A lot of businesses added cash onto their balance sheets. They actually went into the credit market, borrowed at these extraordinary low interest rates, and said, hey, if I can lock in, uh, I, I can lock in a bond where my service cost is only 3% of the issuance, or 4% of issuance, that's great. I, I'm going to take that opportunity. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think, I think you may well have seen that uh, and, 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 and wouldn't, be, wouldn't be surprised by that. But um, I think a lot of that money is sitting in household bank accounts. Indeed, even in our own household Um like many of you, the end of the year for me includes a, a moment in that last week of December where we make decisions about which, which philanthropies we're going to, which philanthrop, uh, charities we're going to support and how much we're going to support them. And I will say, you know, in a year where we had a recession, normally these, these charities would be really struggling. But I don't think they struggled as much this year. I think uh, the few people I've talked to who worked for local charities have said, yeah, my year turned out pretty good. I didn't think it would, but it turned out to be fine. It's like, well, and my my answer to them was a lot of households, particularly households in the upward, upward piece of the K, were constrained in consumption but not in production and earning income. So they had the cash to give, and so it was a little less costly to them the opportunity cost of giving a gift now is a little bit less and so because they're not consuming it they're not taking the the winter vacation so they may decide instead of taking winter vacation i'm going to send this money to the united way or to salvation army or to uh to my church or to scouting or to whatever charity it is that you would give money to um and so we so i think that savings is is out there and i think that's an important piece of the story regarding um regarding what is what is in fact happened in what is in fact happened in the economy in 2020 consumption is down that's part of what's holding down gdp but savings has been fine and that increased savings that increased savings has been has been going to a variety of places and i think that's important i th- okay so so savings has gone up and that's going to mean first of all consumption will rise away right savings is just delayed consumption um that's why i think you hear Someone like Taylor saying, is it possible to, to roll that back? So here would have been my suggestion. If you really thought that there was a shortfall to the money that was temporary, I would have given, I would have basically allowed households who were, um, who were able to demonstrate a loss of income. Um, not sure how you would do that, but the, those Folks in the lower half of the K who maybe 
rather than being fully unemployed, maybe he had had to take a different job for less pay. Um, I can I can tell you, I know people who were working in the hospitality sector who have had to take a different job and making maybe 60% of what they made before. What if we gave them a, gave them the ability to get money back, um, or prepay them a, a tax rebate and say, I'm going to give you your tax. I'm going to lower your, the, the amount of taxes taken out of your check now, let you have more money to live on, but then let you have it back later. That could have worked. I think, I think that could have worked. But that's not what we've done. We've expanded the balance sheets, right? We've expanded the debt, and that is the fact of 2020 that goes along with this. And the important point to remember is this isn't the last time it's ever going to happen. Will we be in a position to do this again when the next crisis happens in our lifetimes? Who's to say that this is the worst that 2020 will be the worst year of my life. I don't know that. I mean, I mean, in terms of a macro sense, okay, the worst year in my life will probably be my last one whenever that happens. But I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to say there isn't going to be another year like this before I die. Are we prepared for that? When we've added so much to the Fed's balance sheet, when we've added so much to the federal debt, are we ready for that? More thoughts on that line after this, because I actually think we are. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Psalm 23, 4 tells us, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We were talking briefly about caning the other day, a punishment that can quickly deter people from crimes. The Lord's staff, a tool of the shepherd, and the rod, to correct behavior, both bring comfort to the psalmist. Kind of crazy. I sure do find it easy to appreciate when the Lord uses the staff to guide me and, as a consequence, the other sheep that walk with me. It's a little less easy to appreciate the use of the rod, even though I know it is absolutely required to drive folly from a child of God. Isn't it strange that these two very different tools bring us closer to the very same comforter? If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, E-V-R, cleaning.com. Remember, 
Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I actually like that song. And I know a lot of people who say, oh, I cannot stand him. I cannot stand his music. It's like, that's a good song. There's a lot of duds in the songbook, but there are some really good ones. Uh, And still still thriving as a songwriter. Good for him. Um, What I won't do on the show is my top albums of 2020. Nobody's interested. But I actually compile my own list every year. Uh, and uh, share it with a few people who I know listen to the same music I do. So I will, I will certainly uh, share some of that with you. Um, uh, share some of that uh, with with you if you're interested. You can just reach out to me privately. By go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Would you please TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com? You can listen to the show. Become a VIP club member you can download the show and listen to it at your leisure you don't have to listen to us on saturday morning although i'm glad you do i'm glad my listeners participate in the show live uh and uh, send me things like vincent saying hey that's six hundred dollars or two thousand dollars hey that's basically giving us our own money back actually vincent i just say it slightly differently they're giving us money we're going to have to give back to them in the future or our children or grandchildren will have to give back to them in the future Okay. The debt goes up to send me a check for $2,000 when I haven't suffered a single dollar of lost income. If I pass away, young people like Wyatt are going to have to pay the bill. Or his children are going to have to pay the bill. That, I don't know. To me, to me that doesn't seem right. All right? But that's, that's, that's just me. Uh, I may, may, maybe you feel differently. Maybe it's like I just want my money back. Well, that's not that's just not how that's going to work. It's it, it's going to it's going to turn out to be very different than that. Um my my point has been has been simply uh we're we're in a situation where we're passing uh we're passing this money uh we're passing this money even when you've got people I tweeted to you Larry Summers article in Bloomberg uh last week saying this is a dumb bill uh Larry Summers worked for Bill Clinton and and for Barack Obama. John Taylor worked for George W. Bush. Both of them arrive at the same point. This isn't the best way to spend money. You probably shouldn't be doing this. When everyone arrives at the same conclusion, it's sort it's it's sort of like that old saying about when everybody tells you you're, you're drunk, you should probably sit down. Government. Uh, and this includes this includes the president tweeting out the need for the two thousand dollar checks. Sir, sit down. Okay, it's a bad idea. It's not needed. Will it lead to inflation in twenty one? Well, that's the that's the discussion I'm going to have with you in two weeks. I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet, um, because I wanted to get to one more thing. I saw this particular report on CNBC. This was, um, and I couldn't even remember the reporter's name. And reporters, reporters who report uh, from uh, a street wearing a mask, talking into a microphone. I can't even recognize who they are. Uh, her name is Kate Rogers. Thank you, Wyatt, for identifying her. She was on CNBC. I believe this would have been Thursday night, uh, and she reported on a little on a little number that came out this week. That part of what gives me great hope in 2021. Let me let's play this clip from Kate Rogers CNBC. This year has been an incredibly challenging one for small businesses all across the country. The US census data projects that there are about 32 million small businesses in America, but only about 6 million of them are employer firms. The rest are solopreneurs meaning they may have a side gig or a small business in addition to their full-time job. Using that figure, trackthecovery.org projects that as of December 9th 29% of those businesses are currently closed. More than 8 million to end the year, and over 1 million of them are businesses that actually have employees. That staggering figure is actually up from its March 30th low of 50%. It remains to be seen how many reopen and how many of those closures are actually permanent. 
Now, revenues are also down 32% from the beginning of the year, but there's a bright spot here. New business starts via employment identification numbers. Those are up 40% year on year. And that's a, that, I mean, that's a cheery thing. She goes through and, and, and in typical CNBC fashion, the, the negative piece gets, I think that's what, about a 40-second clip, and I think about 32 seconds of it is, is negative. And then she gives you the sort of the happier piece in the last eight seconds, uh, which, uh, which is kind of uh, discouraging. Meanwhile, over on, uh, over on Fox Business, uh, on, on uh, Stuart Varney's show, um, uh, David, uh, what's his name? Osman, I think is, was uh, guest hosting for, uh, for Varney, um, and puts the question to, um, puts the question to, uh, 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 David Bonson. Bonson is one of my favorite reads and listens. Uh, I read, he's got something out called the DC, the DC daily now, he ran COVID and markets before during the COVID period. And he's closed that up. Uh, I, but he emphasized this point and uh, did so in a couple of places. And this is sort of the shortest way I can get to this. Let's play the first Bonson clip, please. What you don't see is the record number of new business license applications taken out for all these failed businesses that are basically being forced into failure, of course, by the the tragedy of the pandemic and the policy decisions, primarily from governors and mayors. But yet there are new businesses that are starting to take their place. This entrepreneurial spirit that is embedded in the DNA of Americans has not gone anywhere. And I think it will end up being the major story of 2021. There has been a massive shift in this economy. Things. So if you ran a business, so, for example, I have a there's a woman in my Bible study who has been operating and continues to operate a cleaning service. Um, and she has regular customers. She goes and cleans her home every week. And then she's got another business on the side, another business attached to it. From It's the same business, in essence, who will go do an occasional cleaning or reorganization. They'll just, like, take your house and reorganize all your shelves. She's got shelving products she sells along with it. She's got this whole second line. I talked to her a few weeks ago, and I said, I asked her, how's it going? How's your business doing? And she said, look, the people who I normally visit every week are, you know, I'm like part of their family. So I assure them that I'm staying safe and I'm doing these things. And, 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 they're, and they say, well, okay. They're, most, she said, I lost a few customers, but most of them have just decided I'm part of the family. And so I'm part of their unit, and I just come in and do what I've always done for them. Um, but the other side of the business is just gone. And I said, so what's your plan? She said, well, I'm able to live on the income that I get from the, from, from the, uh, regular clean, the, the weekly cleaning business. I'm able to live on that. I, luckily, you know, she says I'm married. My husband is, has a regular income. His has not been hit. So we're just kind of living on that. And she said, but I got an idea for another business. And I'm like, oh. That's one of the reasons I love this woman in my group. She is fabulous. She's got such a great personality and, and a great spirit about about all the opportunities that are that are put before her. Um, and there are people like that. I mean, listen to that, right? They talked about 29% of businesses closed, but she says 1 million of them have employees. Well, if you did the math a little bit, many of the biz- many a far greater share of the portions that are solopreneurs have closed, and if they're like my friend who is a solopreneur, she doesn't have any employees, they're pivoting to other positions, other things that are happening right now. And I think those are, those are, very, those are very important. Let's go ahead and continue. This is the clip. Uh, let's play the second clip from David Bonson on Varney and Company on Thursday. And there's a lot of cash to fuel it. Uh, there's there's not only cash in people's pockets. People are saving more, about double what they were last year. But in S&P companies alone, there's $2 trillion in cash right now. That's right, which is $500 billion more than it was a year ago. And so you have an incredible amount of retained earnings. You have an incredible amount of cash that's been generated throughout the year. And, of course, they've raised money uh, through debt offerings because of the very low-cost 
of, of capital thanks to the Federal Reserve. Either way, that cash has to get deployed somewhere. It has to be deployed somewhere. It has to be put into dividends, stock buybacks, or hopefully business investment, capital expenditures to help drive right. productive growth into the future. I think we're at the point of seeing a significant increase in productivity, which got, which gets uh, artificially raised during a recession because you typically lay off a greater share of your workers than you actually decrease your production. Um, you stretch the people you have there because you're trying to trying to save money, and so productivity rises short term. But if behind that comes new business formation, new capital expenditures for new things, I asked a question during a uh, during during the last quarterly business report: How much of your investment is of a defensive nature vis-a-vis COVID? How many are you doing plexiglass expenditure spending on plexiglass, and how much is that? Because plexiglass makes you more productive only in the sense that it cuts down on the infection, and once the vaccines come. That plexiglass depreciates to a zero value. You don't need it anymore until the next pandemic comes. But chances are that's not going to happen in the next few years. So you're probably going to remove all that plexi pretty quickly because if the plexiglass didn't interfere with any of your production, you probably would have had it in place already. So I think that this that this particular this market right now has created a situation of high savings increased productivity, and a wave of innovation that I think could really be more than just learning how to have a Zoom call. Let's have a little talk about the innovations that have happened in the last year and what might be coming ahead. Right after this, Happy New Year. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. 
everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. <clears throat> this is 1440. Oh, there's so much more to talk about. What, could gives you, what gives me hope for 21? What happened in 2020? Well, 2020 was the year that Brexit became real. First, we got the deal. Uh, the, the withdrawal agreement passed. And then just the, while we since last we were on two weeks ago, the EU and the UK have agreed to a trade deal which the U.K. government passed in a day. It, but as far as the U.K. is concerned, it's, it's done. It, it, they're on their way. There's, there's lots of stuff wrong with it. We'll take, we'll take some time maybe in a few weeks to sort it out. I want to see how the uh, early transitions at the border happen uh, between, the, between England and France uh, and um, waiting to see reports about how uh, goods are transiting through the Irish Sea because – that was a major sticking point over the last two years. But that's been going well. But, but the other thing that gives me hope where this money could be invested, where these savings could be used, has been all of the new technologies that have had this messenger RNA technology, this vaccine. Okay, I will tell you, I am no longer interested in stories about the reporting of the number of deaths from China. It's come back around in the news again because it's the one-year anniversary. I couldn't care less. Here's the one thing that they got out, and I don't think that's the government that did it. I think it was some good, some good scientists acting on their own initiative on the basis of science. It was good people, not good governments that did it. Somebody got the sequence, the sequencing of the DNA for, for COVID-19 out, published and available to places like Pfizer and Moderna so that they could start the sequencing of the, of the messenger RNA that could, that could fight this. It now appears by all the reporting that by March we had this in place. And all the time from March to now was used to test for safety. Okay? I'm not going to get in in the last five minutes of a radio program into whether or not we should have done that. I think people who listen to the show regularly know my opinion was, was it should have been if we believe in right to try – People should have had the right to try the mRNA vaccine from March and be told, if you take this, we have no idea if it's going to kill you. But we think it will stop the vaccine. This is the research we've done. What would you like to do? And allow people to make the decision for themselves. Okay? And if you say, well, people are too stupid to make that decision. They don't have enough information. They'll make bad decisions. You and I will disagree about what the proper role of public policy is. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. But just think, you've had that RNA. You've got CRISPR to do gene editing. You now have protein folding from DeepMind, which is an amazing technology that is that that has come forward in this peri- in this period. But we're it's not the only places where we're seeing major changes. We're seeing major changes in places, you know. Um, it, we're seeing major changes in in rejuvenation. I mean, the the work being done in the health technology field is amazing. It's one reason why my I I don't tell, talk too much about my own portfolio, but the little individual piece of the portfolio that I buy for myself with my own savings and hold in a personal brokerage account is heavily weighted toward health technologies because I still believe that that's where where the energy is. And the other place where I invest is in fact in energy. There have been changes in energy technologies over the over this next period, but it's gone up and down the aisle. You know what? You know what's just gone 
gangbusters in this last year? Plant-based meats have gone crazy. Beyond Meat, the Impossible Burger. Uh, uh, think about all of those those things that are coming out now. I don't know. I was having this talk with my wife, who is a vegetarian for moral reasons. And I and she does not believe that killing animals for food is is a morally justifiable thing. Okay, I don't agree with her about that, uh, but I try to minimize the amount of meat I consume for for my for personal reasons for for my benefit, not for the benefit of the animal. She does so for the benefit of the animal. So I said to her, okay, if you have that moral stance, what if in a lab I could grow meat without ever causing an ant? I just take DNA from from a cow or a steer and I there and and with that I'm actually able to grow meat in a lab and put it out there and it sits alongside meat that had been been butchered from it from a once live animal would you actually go to the butcher case and buy the buy the lab grown meat and she had to admit probably not and I said why she just sounds weird it's not long before that's going to happen I had a I had a, a former student of ours come talk to me. Uh, this would have been pre-pandemic, but it's not, not even two years ago, about vertical horticulture and about uh, and uh, growing growing in a uh, it, growing uh, food here in the uh, in 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 a warehouse uh, in a, in a, in vertical vertical agriculture. I'm fascinated by that. I think that technology is going to grow as well. I think this is actually a time where technology is making major advances. And we have a point where people are open to change. They've just gone through a shock. There's a tremendous amount of savings that's out there that could be invested in these things. And there are ideas out there that are showing promise. That's why I think it is a happy new year. That's why I think this should be a time in which we're we're very, very hopeful about what 2021 looks like. Now, I'll give you more of the traditional economic forecast. What's GDP going to be? What happens to the unemployment rate and all that stuff? I'll do that for you in a couple weeks, okay, after we get take care of jobs Saturday. But on this weekend, I hope you're celebrating. Not just that it's not 2020, but the years to come. I actually think look pretty bright, and I hope you do too, as well. Wyatt, thank you for the reduction and for everybody else. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to us here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex I'm Staff Stewart. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air Force. proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. 
What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com.